Today on Season 3, Episode 14 of the Unknown Packers Podcast, Bryce flies solo, or does he? Right along as he starts out this episode on his own, but is joined in the second half by the talented Tony Schaefer. Tony and Bryce dive in and talk Jordan Love and what he means to the Packers in their future. Is he just a catalyst for Aaron Rodgers? Is he potential trade bait? Is he the heir apparent? Listen in and find out. And now it's time for What's Love on Tap. so much for following the Unknown Packers podcast. Touchdown! Dagger! Al Harris, 56 yards to a game-winning touchdown! Green Bay Packers! Go Pack! Go! Winning isn't everything, but it's the only thing. Green and yellow, green and yellow, green and yellow, green and yellow. Yeah. Unknown Packers podcast. Green and yellow, green and yellow, green and yellow, green and yellow. And let me tell you this, Green Bay is a great town. And welcome to the Unknown Packers podcast for a solo episode a little bit, but we'll have a surprise guest for the second half of What's Love Got to Do With It on Tap. And I'm just going to, like I said, fly solo and talk a little Packers with you, give you a little bit more of my view of Jordan Love and uh, the Packers selection. And then in the second half, like I said, we've got a surprise guest, um, a familiar face, but a new voice for the Unknown Packers podcast. And we'll be talking about Jordan Love for the duration of this episode. And you might be thinking, well, like we've already been talking about Jordan Love. And if you've been following along to our episodes, Jordan Love's been a common theme. And why wouldn't it be? And I think that... The thing that I wrestle with, and I, I think about this on a daily basis because obviously there's nothing else to do right now. It's, you know, stay at home here in Wisconsin and just trying to do my part and be safe. But, you know, I've been thinking about more and more about the selection of Jordan Love. And if you've been following along, you know, I, I, I talk about uh, this, this thought is that we've wanted cohesion with with our organization and you know the whole the whole fear of when we had the structure in place with Mike McCarthy and Brian Gutekunst and um, Mark Murphy uh, what would that be like and then would Brian Gutekunst have have say or would Mark Murphy be sitting over there breathing over his neck and you have this now where you have Mark Murphy Gutekunst and Lafleur Russ Ball is obviously in that mix but you see cohesion and this is what that draft class brought was cohesion and you might be thinking well why why not bring in a weapon for more cohesion and Lafleur develops quarterbacks that's his passion he's all for developing quarterbacks he loves passing techniques and now he gets the opportunity to develop his own quarterback and you don't have to rush him along and i'm super excited to talk more about um the uh how you don't have to rush him along in, in the second half. But here's a guy that's 6'4", 224 pounds, ran like a 4'7", I believe. So a little bit mobile, and it's got a cannon for an arm. And if you're looking at the 2018 tape, where he had 32 touchdowns, six interceptions, and then in his 2019 campaign, I mean, he lost a couple offensive linemen, lost his running back, lost his wide receiver, and then he had a new coach in Gary Anderson. And if you're familiar with Gary Anderson, yeah, that's the same Gary Anderson that coached the Wisconsin Badgers that jettisoned to Oregon State. And 
He's got a little bit more farve in him where he's a little bit more reckless. Uh, he's going to, but man, the throws are there. The potential is there. And here's a guy that I, I guarantee Gutekunst and Lafleur did not expect to be there in that mid-20 range. But the theory is, too, is when you select Jordan Love, you, you think, oh, we're only a player away. We're only two players away. We're 13-3, and 14-4 overall. We were in the NFC Championship game. We're only a player two away. We're not. And this is a team that was Lafleur inherited. He needs his guys. And this is what we you know, we're talking about with Dom Capers and Ted Thompson and Mike McCarthy and Ted Thompson is that they were not on the same page when it came to drafting players that fit the overall scheme of the Packers offense. This is what LeFleur is doing. He's getting that bruising back. He's getting that tight end fullback H-line. And then now he's getting a quarterback that he gets to develop. And a quarterback that is raw, unpolished, but the potential to have Aaron Rodgers hand over the keys is something that I think Packer fans should be way more excited about. I get I get being shocked. I get being upset. I get thinking, why didn't we take a wide receiver? And this could blow up in Gutekunst's face. It could clearly blow up in his face, but you're looking at them probably think they were reaching on a guy at 30 and hoping that he was going to trade up in the second round for maybe a Michael Pittman or a, a, a Chase Claypool, if you will. But when you look at that wide receiver group, you have to get excited about the potential of Equinemius St. Brown, who's 23 years old. You've got Alan Lazard, who's 24 years old, Devin Funches, who's 25 years old. These free agent acquisitions that they brought in, Christian Kirksey, Rick Wagner, and Devin Funches, um, and now you got Trayvon he um, Hester as well. They are shrewd moves that allowed some flexibility. And granted, you can probably look at all of the draft picks and thinking, well, they were reaches, and two, you didn't need to select that. When it comes to Jordan Love, why not pay a premium? And you are hoping that the Green Bay Packers are going to be drafting in the late 20s, hopefully 32. And when are they going to have an opportunity to get a quarterback? And enough of these street free agents, enough of these fifth round draft picks and hoping that you can possibly get... Brett Hundley was who he was. Jordan Love was a top 10 pick before the college football season. Jordan Love, had he maybe foregone his senior year, who knows where he would have gone last year in the 2019 draft. You know what I mean? So the, I think the Packers got a steal. And I think what's even more shocking is not trusting the whole holistic viewpoint. Why not pay a premium price for quarterback? And I'm sure maybe you guys are rolling your eyes and thinking, well, Aaron Rodgers just signed a contract extension in 2018. He's got until 2023. Uh, no, he's, he's going to be gone in 2022. Uh, that's depending on if Jordan Love can develop. But if he develops and all systems are, are, are a go, um, we'll see either Rodgers retire early or finish out his career somewhere else, which is awful to think. And I get that that's probably the sour taste in everyone's mouth. You can blanket it in that the Packers traded up from 30 to 26. You can blanket it in that the Packers wanted or should have drafted a wide receiver or someone else to contribute right away. 
the fact of the matter is that the people that got pissed off of the fact that the Packers drafted Jordan Love, it's because it signaled the end of Aaron Rodgers. Not today, not next week, but eventually. And for some, they do not want to hear that. They do not want to process that information. I went through that in 2008 with Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre. I went through some post-traumatic stress, or I'm going through that with brutal losses that the Green Bay Packers have faced. So there's a new era of, of fans that have never experienced this, and Aaron Rodgers has been their daddy, their boy, this entire time. So I get that. What I urge people is to start looking at the team in a more holistic approach. Aaron Rodgers played a whole season on a broken leg and a torn knee. Who knows what Hunley, if you play this season different and you have Jordan Love in there, maybe he, you know, he floats the team, coasts the team a little bit before Rodgers can get healthy. It's a perfect idea to have a backup that can learn, that can be inspired from Aaron Rodgers and vice versa. So I think the the fact of the matter is, is the toughest pill to swallow is Aaron Rodgers not finishing out his career. And I think you need to applaud Brian Gutekunst and and give him kudos in the fact that he saw a player that he wanted and he did not want another team grabbing that player. And I'll be honest, I haven't gone through the whole gauntlet of Twitter watching or reading every single comment um, through that nook and cranny of Twitter, but I've stayed up to date on all the articles that have been written on Jordan Love, and I get that this was not a popular pick by a variety of different outlets. For me, it took a while to realize that salary cap influences and having that in mind and realizing that, okay, Jordan Love is the future of the Green Bay Packers. You don't trade up for a guy that's just going to be a backup. And sure, Aaron Rodgers might go on another couple, two, three-year two-year campaign of back-to-back MVP seasons, great. And Jordan Love develops, and then we trade him. Maybe that's the win-win scenario. And um, I'm really curious of what our guest thinks as well. But to wrap up the first half of what's Love got to do with it on tap, Love's got everything to do with it uh, when it comes to the Green Bay Packers. And I think you need, for those that are on the fence still, You need to get on board and we need to rally and we need to get excited about the potential development and rising possible star. And let's, for those that say Brian Gutekunst should be fired, man, things were said that were very similar to Ted Thompson and he brought us a championship, probably could have brought us a couple more depending on, uh, you know, a play here or play there. We all were fired up about Brian Gutekunst in 2018, and we were fired up about Brian Gutekunst in 2019. And now some fans have reared their ugly head and have called to get Brian Gutekunst fired. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt. We've loved what he's done the first two years, and now we're curious to see what he does in year three. And it would be great to finally have a backup that we can see develop. And how exciting is that to see a new quarterback develop when Aaron Rodgers is still in his prime? Not in his prime, but can still play. Can still play with the best of them. How exciting is that? How comfortable is that? And I can't wait to talk a little bit more about Jordan Love. But man, get on board with 6'4", 224-pound, mobile, cannon for an arm, Jordan Love. 
and I'm excited. Hopefully you haven't turned it off yet and you're looking forward to the second half. Can't wait to unveil our special guest, a familiar face and a new voice for the Unknown Packers podcast. Enjoy this commercial break. We'll be right back. Go Pack Go. This episode is brought to you by Sonic Transformation. Here at Sonic Transformation, we believe that every good audio project starts with a good foundation. We want to help you build that foundation. Whether it be through commercial products or things you have around the house, no job is too big or small. We can make your podcast sound the best it can with what you have and a little nudging along the way. No equipment? No problem. Our consultants can help you get set up on your budget and in your space. Do you already have an established podcast but don't have the time to edit or just wish it sounded better? We can take care of that for you as well. Check us out at www.sonictransformation.com. Again, that's www.sonictransformation.com. Sonic Transformation, your sound refined. And we are back with the second half of What's Love Got to Do With It on tap and super excited to have a little surprise guest for our second half of What's Love Got to Do With It on tap. And we have Tony Schaefer in the virtual building, a former Unknown Packers podcast writer. And now we're trying to get him into the mix with podcasting as that's what our focus is right now is just purely podcast. But Tony, how you doing? Uh, Bryce, thank you for having me. I'm doing well, trying to stay active both physically and mentally during this global pandemic that we are going through. But luckily, we did have the NFL draft a little while ago. So that was uh, finally a a sports related event uh, that we could all kind of dig our teeth in and, and, and enjoy. But I'm doing well, sir. Well, I am too. And excited to have you on and talking about Jordan Love. I highlighted in the first half a little bit of my take on Jordan Love, but I'm curious. We were going back and forth via text, uh, and you have some opinions, as do others, of Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers, but let's dedicate this this second half of what's love got to do with it on tap with your your take, your opinion of Jordan Love. What what was your what was your vibe um when we selected him and how you feel in a couple weeks after the fact? Sure. I think I was a bit surprised, as I believe every Packers fan was. Um, I still haven't met or talked to uh, anybody that was like, oh, yeah, I saw that coming. <laughs> but I also, on the same side of the token, uh, was completely okay with it. Um, I know I might be in the minority on that, but I, I'm more than okay with the pick. And it, it's not to relate it to when Rodgers was drafted and we still had Brett Favre, but I, I feel as though a lot of teams aren't willing to to do what the Packers have done and and draft the heir apparent to to their to the quarterback and and be willing to have him sit for a couple of years. You see all of these teams that draft quarterbacks in the first round and they they basically say all right this is your show and they throw them to the wolves and nine times out of ten you know they just it doesn't work out and so this is the perfect Mm -hmm. scenario for jordan love you know he may be this project 
he may be uh, this highly touted prospect, but he needs time to mature and grow as a player. And this is the perfect scenario for him to sit behind Aaron Rodgers, you know, learn a few things. If if Aaron wants to teach him some things, great. It's also not in Aaron's contract to to have to teach him. So, it, you know, if he wants to, they're both California boys. So if they kind of, you know, find a find a vibe together and can drive on some things and find some common ground and. You know, if they if they want to work together, that would be fantastic. But it's uh, I'm more, you know, along that line, I'm more interested in Lafleur and Hackett actually doing their job as coaches and coaching this kid along. It's not Aaron Rodgers' mm-hmm. job to do that. So I'm I'm hoping that that Lafleur and 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 uh, Nathaniel Hackett can can really teach this kid the the nuances of the game and 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 teach him how to become a, a great NFL quarterback. Oh, and I think no question. I think that, I mean, it had a lot to do with it. You know, Lafleur, that's his passion is, you know, developing quarterbacks. And now he gets the opportunity to develop his quarterback. And, you know, 6'4", 224-pound quarterback who's mobile, who's got a cannon for an arm. Yeah, he's more far than he is Rodgers in the fact that he, you know, he threw 30-plus picks last year. But, you're, you know, you hit it right on the head where you have, you have the opportunity of of Jordan Love coming in and learning for a couple years rather than these other teams where they are searching for their franchise quarterback but throwing them to the Wolves year one, bruising uh, that confidence and then not giving the right, I guess, holistic approach when you have what Gutekunst has done on the defensive side of the ball as well as the offense. But yeah, you're right. It's nowhere in Aaron Rodgers' contract to have Rodgers coach uh, Jordan Love, but I do think that Rodgers will inspire Jordan Love and vice versa. I think Jordan Love will have a chip on his shoulder, especially if he followed up to date on what Packers th- fan base thought of the draft pick. But I think Rodgers will inspire Love, and I think now we get an adequate backup now that if Rodgers does go down, knock on wood, it's exciting to see what love can do. That was kind of my thought too, was like, you know, for the last couple of years, we've had the Joe Callahan's of the world and the Tim Boyles of the world as our backup quarterback. And yeah, it's a nice, it's a nice story. It's a feel good story for these guys coming out of really small colleges that, you know, Hey, they made the, they made the green Bay Packers roster. That's really neat. But we saw when Rogers went down the last time with an injury that if you don't have a serviceable backup quarterback, you're going to be hurting really bad. And, you know, backup quarterback is a top 30 position on that 53-man roster. So if you don't have a good mm-hmm. one, you're in trouble. And so it's nice. And I'm not saying that Jordan Love is going to, you know, knock it out of the park the very first time he steps foot on the field. If we remember, Rodgers was pretty brutal his first couple of years. I mean, you know, he wasn't the, yeah. the player that he's obviously, you know, become. So... Like I said, this is a perfect case scenario for for Jordan Love to come in and just kind of learn the game and not be thrown to the wolves. I I personally would rather do what the Packers are doing and have done in drafting the heir apparent and let him sit and let him mature and let him grow as a Mm -hmm. player than continue to live in what I call quarterback purgatory and, and, and pay these average quarterbacks ungodly amounts of money, i.e. the Vikings, and I, well, I li- I live in Minnesota, unfortunately, and mm-hmm. so I I get I've been berated by Vikings fans on how stupid this pick was and blah 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 blah. And it's just that's the only thing that I can come up with that makes sense to me is why why would you want to live in quarterback purgatory and continue to not 
not cultivate and not not look for that next guy where the Packers, it may be, you know, an uncommon theme or an uncommon trend, but that in my way, in my, excuse me, in my thought, that's the way to go. And so I'm very intrigued to see what he can do. And God forbid that the Packers want to pay attention to a premium position like quarterback. God forbid that they want to have an insurance plan if Rodgers does no, does go down. I mean, he's 36 years old, so, and he's also been injured. I mean, it, two years ago, he played the entire season on a broken leg. And so I think I'm excited to see what Jordan Love can become. And I saw a tweet of, uh, or it was like a Reddit post, and then it was tweeted out about the Bears making fun of the Packers saying, uh, Jordan Love, Uh, starting quarterback week 17 against the Bears and the scenario was that we were resting our starters and Jordan Love still threw for four touchdowns and 350 yards so I I I can't wait for the development of, of Jordan Love and for me it was never hating the selection it it took me a while to go oh my god they they did it this is what they're going for but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna trust in Gutekunst. I'm gonna trust in Lafleur. If this is who they wanted, and we get another 10, 15 years of great quarterback play after Rodgers, by all means, I think the one thing that I had to adjust to was the fact that Rodgers might not finish out his career in Green Bay, and Jordan Love will be the quarterback in twenty twenty two. Yeah, that's totally understandable too, and that's kind of something that. Uh... It was hard for me to fathom as well, especially with Rogers voicing, uh, you know, what he wanted was to finish his career in Green Bay, no matter mm-hmm. how long that took. And and uh, in all honesty, that could still happen. Like, the, you know, Jordan Love, Mayor Rogers could play out of his mind for the next four going on five seasons or next four seasons, excuse me, he's under contract for four more seasons, and and deserve yeah. an extension. And at that point, you have to cut your losses and, you know, potentially possibly try and trade love for something or just call it what it is. Uh, you know, we pushed Rogers buttons and it, he took his game to the next level. It is what it is, but I, it is a possibility, but it, with, with them trading up and drafting the quarterback of the future, it is very unlikely that Rogers plays out his career. Uh, obviously the next two seasons uh, are basically a lock with the amount of right. dead cup, no, excuse me, dead cap money that would that would be. Yep. But you know, I the other thought that I had with the whole first two draft picks necessarily was in it, and it it may be a conspiracy theory, but let's say hypothetically that there is no season this year. Mm-hmm. Now all of a sudden, when you do play football again, you know, you and I aren't getting any younger. We we age a year if they don't play football. Contracts still still you know work their way through another year. Well, then all of a sudden you're looking at a 38-year-old quarterback and both of your starting running backs are free agents. So drafting a quarterback right. and the running back in the first two rounds doesn't look that dumb anymore. So, you know, I, I love the the broad long-term thinking that the Packers have had going way back when. And it is a forward-thinking organization that I feel like some of these short-sighted organizations like to make fun of until until they see it work out. And then they're like, darn, we probably should have done that. And I mean, to think though, you 
it, it's a transition with McCarthy and Ted Thompson and Gutekunst and Lafleur, and so now Gutekunst gets his quarterback, and so does Lafleur. And that was another thing that I had to adjust to throughout the draft was seeing the draft unfold. The Packers drafted weapons. They just weren't the weapons that we were envisioning. They were the weapons that Lafleur and Gutekunst are envisioning. And by all means, I mean, yeah, there's a risk with Jordan Love, but you're probably looking at the Green Bay Packers drafting in the lower 20s, hopefully 32 uh, this next season or the seasons following. But you're right. There is no guarantee that there could be an NFL season. Um, it could be a wash, which means there's no college football season. So now you're looking at 2021 and you're basing film off of 2019's draft. And where does Jordan Love then go? And a scenario that I've been talking about is if Jordan Love goes to 23 to the New England Patriots, it's a totally different narrative that we're talking about. It's Belichick getting his next guy and look at this. But since Rodgers is behind or Rodgers is still playing under contract and he just signed that contract extension in 2018, this becomes the storyline. And so I, I think that Love uh, fell to the point where Gutekunst and Lafleur couldn't believe that he was there. And um, God forbid that you want your GM and head coach to be on the same page. But if you go back and look at the reaction of Lafleur and Gutekunst when the selection was made, uh, they were fired up. So it was not a speculation of, oh, maybe they traded up to go for Brian I Brandon Ayuk. They were going up for Jordan Love, and when they got him, boy, were they thrilled. And so um, being a fan of Gutekunst and Lafleur and the Green Bay Packers, I can't not not be excited. And so that's what you want, and I think this galvanizes a little bit with, with Rodgers, and it makes him play a little bit better, and he said it this just recently, a month ago. Yeah, you can draft a quarterback, but he's not going to beat me out anytime soon. And I think that they have the relationship where Love's going to learn for, for a couple years, and then... Um, We'll see what happens. But like you said, um, I think it's a win-win. If Love develops, we can trade him. Great. Roger's still playing great. Uh, this is on Love. If he doesn't develop, then Rogers plays out his career. But uh, we shall see. But as we wrap up, what's Love got to do with it on tap? Any last opinions, any last words before we bid adieu? Uh, I think you nailed it on the head with the relationship. I mean, what what fan wouldn't want to see their organization be gelled at the top. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I overheard, or I, I heard about the Lions, uh, Matt Patricia and their general manager butting heads on who they wanted to select with the third overall pick. I mean, it's just, <laughs> and I mean, that, that may speak volumes to the Lions in general, but, you know, it, you have to have that cohesiveness and that on the same page type mentality when you're talking about your GM and your head coach, especially when your head coach wants to run his own style of offense. And yep. you, you have to think that that when Lafleur uh, interviewed for the job, he said, this is the style of offense that I want to bring to this team. Are you going to allow me to do that? Well, he got hired, so I'm going to go ahead and assume that they, they said, yeah, we want you to do that. And he inherited all those guys last year. And 13-3 and three was fantastic. 13-3 and three was yep. so much better than anything or anyone could have expected. And I almost feel like it's a curse in a way because now these, you know, some Packers fans are thinking, we're so close, we're so close, we're one player away. And it's like, yeah, but we're still... It's a genius move because they are 
rebuilding, if you will, quote unquote, rebuilding, shifting gears mm-hmm. with without completely bro- blowing up the roster. And I think it's a genius move and I'm all for it. I'm 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 with you. And I think people forget too that, you know, with the Niners, Garoppolo blew out his knee, which awarded him the what, the two pick or the one pick with Bosa. And so, you know, things had happened and the Niners went through, you know, a really long dry spell where the Packers didn't. I mean, we had back to back losing seasons, didn't make the playoffs, but that was because Rodgers was injured. And then you also had just the complete um dismantling of um McCarthy and the Packers and Surprisingly, the Packers were in, were in a lot of those games in 2018. But new season, new year, and I'm excited to see what happens with the Fleur. And I'm super excited to get Tony back in, talented writer. But now we're we're, we're focusing more on podcasts. So a reoccurring guest for the Unknown Packers podcast moving forward. Thank you so much for tuning in to What's Love Got to Do with It on Tap. I am your host Bryce Christensen, and alongside me, I have. Tony Schaefer. And this is the Unknown Packers Podcast. Thank you so much for following the Unknown Packers Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Unknown Packers, as well as Facebook, Instagram, the Unknown Packers Podcast. You can check us out on our website, theunknownpackers.com, and a variety of different podcast platforms as well. You can also say, hey, Alexa, play the Unknown Packers Podcast. That's right. We're friends with Alexa. Go Pack Go. This podcast was edited and produced by Sonic Transformation. Sonic Transformation, your sound refined.